This is 8 Minutes, a podcast helping you understand the energy and climate challenge in just a few minutes. I'm your host, Paul Schuster. Last week, the International Sustainability Standards Board released new consolidated standards for reporting on sustainability and climate risks. I I know, I know, you're probably thinking that this could be a long eight minutes if I'm talking about accounting standards. But I'm hoping to shed some light on why the new ISSB standards are so important in consolidating and harmonizing what has been, up until this point, just a mess of different accounting and reporting methodologies for climate. And, more importantly, I'll discuss how the ISSB's efforts, along with the U.S.'s Security Exchange Commission's own forthcoming standards, are ushering in an era of mandated reporting on climate risks that are held to the same rigor as financial risks. Eight minutes. It's how long it takes the sun's rays to hit Earth, or about how long it took the college football's Pac-12 to disintegrate over the weekend. Adios Washington and Oregon to the Big Ten, and goodbye Arizona, Arizona State, Utah, and Colorado to the Big 12. The Pac-4 just doesn't have the same ring, does it? (laughs) Let's get it on. The world of climate accounting is an alphabet soup of acronyms and methodologies that drives sustainability directors bonkers. The CDP, TCFD, SASB, GRI, SBTI, IASB, ISSB, it's no wonder that investors are having a difficult time deciding which companies are and are not focused on their climate exposure. Last week, the International Sustainability Standards Board, the ISSB, issued two sets of standards to start to harmonize these different approaches. An offshoot of the COP26 in Glasgow in 2021, the ISSB is a part of the International Financial Reporting Standards, IFRS, which itself also administers the International Accounting Standards Board, IASB. That means that the IFRS now administers standards across both financial and sustainability reporting. So what does that mean? Well, for the most part, it means that we now have a standardized way to account for sustainability and climate risks that is tied to and integrated with our financial accounting methods. Prior to this, climate accounting was a smorgasbord of voluntary standards. For instance, there's the CDP, originally standing for Carbon Disclosure Project, before they shortened it down to just the initials in 2013. CDP provides a voluntary standard for companies to report on their climate impact. And then there was the Task Force on Climate-Related Financial Disclosures, or the TCFD, which itself is a UN-backed entity to assess the risks to a company of climate change and rising temperatures. The TCFD has a set of 11 disclosure questions designed to have filers articulate how they're incorporating climate thinking into their finances and operations. And if the CDP enables reporting on climate impact, and the TCFD reports on risks because of climate, The Global Reporting Initiative, the GRI, establishes the standards on how to report and communicate those actions. Or the Sustainability Accounting Standards Board, SASB or SASB, that complements the GRI and focuses on disclosing financially material impact from climate that's likely to impact company performance. Keeping up so far? Yeah, we have different standards for climate impact, risks due to climate, reporting standards for both environmental as well as financial impact. The ISSB's recent standards harmonize across all of those. It sets a common framework for reporting that's consistent with the IFRS Global Accounting Standard. 
the ISSB actually released two standards that are meant to work together. The first, the IFRS S1, provides the standard on how companies are to report sustainability risks and opportunities, while the second, creatively entitled IFRS S2, digs into more specific climate-related disclosures. The ISSB's whole set of standards was developed in conjunction with the Task Force of Climate-Related Financial Disclosures and the CDP and the SASB and all those other acronyms I mentioned earlier. So it should be an easy transition for companies that are already voluntarily reporting to those frameworks. And it should ease the amount of work to be done as the ISSB and TCFD have already indicated that companies don't need to report to both. And the CDP has indicated that they will integrate to the ISSB standards starting in 2024. And now, the other thing about the ISSB work is that, well, it lays the foundation for climate accounting that goes beyond voluntary reporting. Today, everything we've been talking about is voluntary. It's up to the company to decide whether they wish to publicly reveal their climate plans, their impact, the risks that they face from changing environments. And though the ISSB lays out the new standards, it's up to regulatory bodies to determine whether and how to require those reporting actions. For instance, here in the U.S., the Securities Exchange Commission is poised to release their own set of standards that will require public U.S. domiciled companies to report on sustainability and climate. The good news? Those standards are going to look a lot like the ISSB standards, given the cooperation that's been occurring between the SEC and the ISSB. And more broadly and globally, the ISSB standards are likely to form the foundation of new requirements as the International Organization of Securities Commissions, the IOSCO, came out last week and formally endorsed the new ISSB standards. That means that the 130 member commissions that regulate about 95% of the world's public entities are now aligned in potentially using the ISSB standards for climate reporting. Look, this is a big deal, as it sets that stage for a consistent accounting of climate-related risks that hopefully limits the gamesmanship that companies are using to portray themselves as good stewards of the planet. Go back and listen to my episode on greenwashing to get a better sense on how easy it has been to circumvent a rigorous sustainability framework. But the ISSB standards are not entirely perfect yet either. For one thing, the standards really just focus so far on the risks to an organization due to the climate change. They don't really capture the impact that the company is having on creating climate change in the first place, something called double materiality. So think of it as a candy company reporting on the risks of not having enough chocolate, but maybe not reporting on the impact of shipping that chocolate all around the world and the emissions related to that activity. Hopefully, further enhancements and improvements could be made to incorporate those reporting efforts into the standards as well. And the IOSCO endorsement of the ISSB standards is important, but any regulations would still only apply to public companies. Private organizations are still held to only a voluntary reporting standard. Still, the release of the ISSB frameworks is important. They harmonize across different accounting and reporting methodologies and simplifies the effort for companies and regulators in assessing sustainability risk. Especially for ESG investors, these new standards will make it easier to ensure that their investment dollars are going to companies that have clear plans and actions towards climate. I'm Paul Schuster, and this has been your 8 Minutes.